You're listening to the Save the Date Wedding Podcast, the number one podcast all about things wedding-y. Wedding-y? Alicia, I don't think that's a word. It is a word. I made it up. It's like totes. And, well, I mean, totes comes from totally, clearly. I've got to stop talking like a teenager. Thank you so much for joining me on the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. So delighted to have you here in, you know, wherever you may be. When I say here, I mean in a physical way with the earbuds in your ears, doing whatever you do. I did ask um, recently on Twitter, what, where do people listen to podcasts? It really fascinates me, morbidly fascinates me, because when I get on the bus, I live in London, and when I get on the bus, everyone has their headphones on. And sometimes you can hear, you know, the sound bleeding out at some awful, um, you know, music. I don't want to make generalizations of what I think awful music is. And sometimes you can hear voices and I think, oh my gosh, they're listening to a podcast. So exciting. I want to talk to them, but they'll think I'm weird. And that's what I always say. You put the headphones on on public transport, you listen to a podcast and it blocks out the crazy. So I have to stop myself from being the crazy, wanting to ask you what you're listening to. It doesn't work that way. So welcome to the podcast. I am Alicia, your host. I'm an author, a comedian, and uh, uh, this is what I do now. I talk about weddings. And one topic that's always extremely popular on this podcast when I look at my hit rate with listeners is budget weddings. And I don't necessarily mean budget is in getting married for 500 bucks, but if you're doing that, I'd love to hear from you because that's an incredible feat of strength that, whoa, requires a lot of organization. But everyone is on a budget. Whether you are Kim Kardashian, maybe she wasn't on a budget. I don't know why we keep coming back to this woman, but she had a big extravagant wedding. And I always say that really wealthy people are often the most tight-ass people you'll ever meet. They are the ones that stick to budgets because that's probably how they got wealthy in the first place. Spending some time with me and you today is Jessica from The Budget Savvy Bride. Jessica started her website in 2008, which in internet terms is pretty early on with the wedding blogging world. And she started the blog because she was organizing her wedding on a budget. So started as lots of other people. I know Kat Williams said she did the same thing with Rock and Roll Bride, that she started to keep a blog and, and keep track of discounts and, and ways that she saved money. Now, this was pre-Pinterest. Doesn't that sound like, make it sound like old ladies? This was pre-Pinterest. I organized my wedding before Pinterest even existed. Yes, yeah, so Jessica created the blog and it has boomed ever since. It's not only real weddings that she focuses on. She looks at DIY, budgeting. This is one thing that really irks me about society. And I know I've said it before, society, look at me. This is my platform to have a bit of a whinge. But it is the fact that a lot of us haven't been tutored or nurtured to look after our money and finances. In school, we learn about maths. We don't learn about accounting and keeping a budget and making sure that we have enough money to live off. It's all very, it's all very academic. It's not really practical. So Jessica's really keen to share ideas about how you can have the best wedding day without getting into deep financial shit. That's, I think, the most powerful message that she gives and that we can give you today from this podcast. It doesn't mean that you have to make any sort of, you know, terrible sacrifices to the look or the style or your dress or your hair or whatever you want. It's all about creating exactly what you want without waking up with that awful pit of demon hell debt feeling in your stomach the day after the wedding. 
So with that ray of positivity, I will lead you straight to the interview with Jessica from The Budget Savvy Bride. Jessica, thank you so much for being a, a super guest already. I'm already judging that you're going to be a super guest on the Save the Date Wedding podcast. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk to you and um, educate some brides about planning a wedding on a budget. <laughs> I, I, and, and educate we will. I want to start by saying, and I'm sure you're going to agree with me, that the word budget is not a dirty word. Oh, absolutely not. Um, I always like to say that being budget savvy isn't about being cheap or, you know, tacky or anything like that, but it's about being smart about how you spend your money. And that's like a big part of my philosophy. Totally agree. And I think there's so much on your website that you can actually translate into normal life, whether you're planning a wedding or not. I think there's some really great um, tactics and also just, as you said, foreplanning and forethought that you don't need to spend money straight away. Absolutely. And I feel like... um, you know, brides who want to be budget savvy with their wedding planning are probably the kind of gals that are, you know, smart and savvy shoppers in general. So I definitely, they're my people, you know what I mean? (laughs) I'm that way. And I think a lot of our readers are that way too. I'm such a member of your tribe. I can't even tell you. I used, (laughs) I used your, I used the blog when we were getting married, I used it to plan. And I, I the thing is, we didn't have a big budget. I think it, we came in under sort of 12000 Australian dollars. So it's probably about um, ten grand uh, US. So okay. I used lots of tips that you recommended. And, and your real weddings, that's where I really thrive, reading about real weddings and actually seeing all of your uh, plans come into fruition. Yeah, I think um, I, I definitely know that the real wedding section on the Budget Savvy Bride is are, are by far the most popular feature on the site just because, you know, you can see beautiful real weddings on any blog or website um, that focuses on weddings. But what we do differently is is the brides all fill out a questionnaire where they kind of share what they spent on everything. And that can be so helpful just to see how another bride spent their money and how they broke it down and, um, you know, being able to view weddings by the budget amount spent is just really helpful, especially when you're on a small budget. Um, in our sidebar, if you scroll down on any page of the site, there's, um, a section that has little icons for each different budget amount, um, starting at $1,000 and going up to $20,000. Um, and that's for the total wedding budget. We featured weddings that were, you know, a thousand dollars, very simple, you know, courthouse wedding kind of thing, all the way up to the more, you know, higher end of what we feature, which is in the $20,000 range. Um, and a lot of that, you know, can depend on, you know, your geographic area. And if you're in like a metropolitan city, you know, sometimes the, it's just like harder to get your budget down. So, but we feature that, that full range and you can access that either in our sidebar or there's also a page you can access from our top navigation under Real Weddings, uh, Weddings by Budget. What I love about that is I was having a little bit of a snoop earlier on today and <laughs> <laughs> a happy snoop. And, you know, I clicked on, I was sort of looking at the middle range and going, okay, $10,000. Oh my goodness. Some of the, some of the weddings for $10,000 look like $50,000 weddings. It's incredible. Yeah, it's really amazing. And I think it's so fun just to see how being creative and doing some DIY projects and things like that can really, you can bring this beautiful vision to life without spending a ton of money. And 
I think it's so motivating and inspiring to see how other brides did it. And I really hope that that comes across like when, when new brides are visiting our site looking for ideas. If you come in with a specific budget, I find it always really hard when you're looking through wedding magazines and Pinterest. A lot of the times they don't talk about the money. It's all about the image and the, the curated, uh, you know, beautiful, beautiful photos and stuff, but they don't really sort of say, hey, if you were to really put this together, it'd cost you $100,000 or whatever. So it's a really great thing that you're offering to readers straight up saying, this is what you can get for your money without all the BS that's attached to it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I, I think, I think it's a great resource. And like you said, you know, you can go to any number of hundreds of different wedding blogs and websites on the internet and see beautiful weddings, but you have no idea how much they spend. Yeah. So, um, it can be a little disheartening and a little, you know, um, just added pressure onto what you're already dealing with when trying to plan a wedding on a budget. Hells yeah. It, it's, <laughs> you know, it, it, the hard thing is you see a dress or something and then, you know, you click through and you, you get your little hopes up and then you realize it's $10,000 and that's the whole wedding budget gone. I think it can be really. <laughs> I know. Debbie Downer. It's- It's wild. It's really wild. And I feel like, you know, we've really tried to figure out what our readers are working with and in terms of their budget. And we've surveyed them and try to do so regularly. And so I just did a big bridal market roundup. I went to, you know, New York Bridal Fashion Week. They did a full feature on, you know, all the wedding dresses under $1,500 that I saw because, you know, in our surveys, that was kind of our readers maximum budget. And so I want to only show them things that are like actually attainable for them. So they're not feeling overwhelmed, you know, sad that they can't actually afford what they're seeing on our site. And what's fabulous about you doing that is that we can actually find the item because I always find with Pinterest especially is that I fall in love with something and then click through and then it's been discontinued four years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's a bummer too. It is a bummer. You fall in love with something and then like, no, it's been gone forever. Forget it. I always say, I'm so glad that Pinterest didn't exist when I got married because I feel like it adds so much to the pressure. It can be a really great tool and, and helpful for planning, but it's just like we talked about before, all of the pretty things and none of the practicality of it, you know? Yeah. I, I did an episode recently with Jen from Something Turquoise and, you know, she talks, she does all these beautiful, um, you know, DIY tutorials and we, she was saying the same sort of thing. Pinterest is really nice to look at, but a lot of the times, especially with DIY, they don't really, people don't explain how to do stuff. They have pictures of gorgeous items and then you go, well, how the hell do I stick that to that? I don't know how to do it. So... It is good to see, um, you know, blogs like your blog and Jen's blog coming up that are really practical and, and actually tell you how to do this stuff, not just show you the end product. Absolutely. And I feel like Jen and I, I'm, I'm very good friends with Jen and we've actually collaborated, um, on a few different DIY projects that we've cross posted to both of our sites because we do have like a very similar audience brides who are trying to do things themselves either because they want to save money or because they just want to make their day more personal and so I think I love the approach that she takes to her DIY project she makes them really accessible and she makes all of the items that you need like really easy to find and affordable and I I love that um, she she puts that focus on her projects because I think it just makes it easier for for people who actually want to do it themselves what are the easiest ways to save money just to put your whole website into three sentences? (laughs) (laughs) 
no pressure. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I, I really am a big believer in DIY um, as much as possible, whether that's doing decor or um, recruiting your family and friends who maybe have talents that are easily translatable to um, a wedding day. Um, that's a good one. I think it's just, it's a huge way to save money for me. I did a ton of DIY. I, my background is in graphic design, so I'm lucky when it comes to that, but there are so many resources out there. If you want to DIY design your wedding invitations or, you know, signage or favor tags, anything like that, there are so many free resources online or very inexpensive ones where you can kind of do things yourself. And then, you know, planning to use your family and friends. For instance, I used um, a really close family friend to bake our cake. She actually made like all of my family's birthday cakes when we were growing up and we were obsessed with them. So when it <laughs> came time for my wedding, I was like, I've got to have a Tammy cake. Yeah. Called them. My neighbors, her name was Tammy. She's like the sweetest. So she made our wedding cake t- totally just as a gift for us. Oh, and, um, and it was great. And and I understand not everybody has maybe a ton of talented family and friends, but if you do, like, I think it's a great way to save money and it kind of like gets people involved and adds to the community aspect because really, you know, a wedding is bringing two families together and, and kind of that wonderful celebration. And so, you know, if you can include people in other ways, like, I think that's great too. We got married at a private house that was full. It's like a madman house. It was full of all this 60s furniture, which was amazing, but we had to clear all the furniture to put in all our tables into the, into the property. So we had a little worker bee. The, the day before our wedding, we invited about 15 or 16 of our friends to the house and we put on, we made all this bolognese and you know, put on some wine and everything and said, come and spend the night and spend the day with us put our wedding together with us and then we'll have a great day the next day. And it was the best decision we ever made. We had such willing, wonderful friends who just turned up and we all had a great time. And it was like worlds collide because it was friends that hadn't met each other. So they got a chance to sort of bond beforehand. And oh, I wouldn't have had it any other way. Even if we had millions of dollars to spend on that wedding, I would have still put all our friends to work. <laughs> I think that's really wonderful, though. I mean, not only are you getting free labor, but you're getting to spend more quality time with the people who maybe have traveled from out of town and things like that. Because it can be, I mean, it's not just a cliche. The wedding day is a blur. Oh, so it is. You're so right. It goes by in a blink. And sometimes I think back on it and I'm like, did I even talk to this person at my wedding? Like, oh my gosh. I feel like... I, I didn't even drink very much, and this is, sounds wrong, but I feel like I had a blackout for about six hours. I just because <laughs> <laughs> it was it's, it is it's full of people talk at you, and then you've got the photos, and then you go away and do this, and you go away, and then you want time to stop so you can just take it all in. One thing I, I sort of learned from from um, the budget savvy bride is that you can save money, and no one will ever know. Your guests will be none the wiser as to how much money that you have actually shaved off the budget. I think it's very it- clever. Yeah. And I think that's important because nobody, like nobody wants to feel like they're skimping or being cheap or tacky. And so I think that that's something that I really try to emphasize and and try to, you know, share tips that, like you said, your guests will be none the wiser that you maybe like shaved some of the cost off Mm -hmm. of things. So I think that's really important. And I think that it's important to brides, you know, to not want to feel cheap and, and stuff like that. So I'm glad that, that you 
noticed that about the site. <laughs> oh, totally. And I, and I think it's really interesting over this past couple of months doing the podcast and meeting people and going along to wedding exhibitions. They've been a real eye-opener to me because I, I, I go along with my microphone and I chat to brides and grooms. And there's a real distinct um, – there's a real distinction in some of the couples that I've talked to. Some of them are have the attitude to go, this is our big day. We'll spend whatever money it costs to make it happen. We'll go into debt, which always floors me because I want to jump in and go, you don't have to do that, please. You don't have to do that. But then I, know. I shut up and go, okay, it's their prerogative. It's their decision. But then you meet people who are, you know, are your key demographic who are on it. They sort of hear go saying, we're at the exhibition to just get ideas. We're not necessarily going to buy straight away. I want to get, you know, lists of things and make sure I know what I want. So how do you change the attitudes? And is it your job to change the attitudes of the first people that I were talking about that just are mental throwing money at things? Um, I feel like a lot of our readers are kind of already in that frame of mind. Yeah. So I'm not necessarily having to change anyone's mind. But I actually in, in my most recent survey that I did, I kind of asked the readers to tell me like, why are you planning a budget wedding? Is it because you don't have a lot of money? Is it because you just prioritize other things like saving for a down payment on a house or, you know, just staying away from debt, you know, all yeah. of those things and, and resounding like, yes, across the board for all of those things. Um, a lot of them was really just about their priorities personally. Yeah. Um, and so, I just feel like especially it's been a shift, especially here in America over the last five years because of the economy and, and kind of the way things have gone, that people are just being trying to be smarter about what they're spending. And and that applies to a wedding just as much as it does to your monthly budget. So I, I don't feel like I necessarily have to change the minds of the people who are coming to my site, but I feel like I want to reach the greater bride population who maybe are feeling too much pressure and feeling either from Pinterest or from friends or family to have an extravagant wedding that maybe they can't afford. Like I want to be an evangelist for like not <laughs> going into debt, you know, just oh. it's, it's such a, a killer of like your dreams and goals for your life to have debt weighing you down is just something that I like wholeheartedly don't believe in. I wish I, I w I'm really trying to find ways to reach more people who maybe, you know, feel the pressure to, to overspend. But I feel like once I've got them on my site, they're, they're in that frame of mind. Well, I feel like Jessica today, people will be listening and I'm sure we'll have listeners out there going, Oh, I, I'm not going to compromise. I will not compromise. I want what I want. So I'm asking you people <laughs> sitting, listening now. Exactly. Open your ears and listen to what Jessica's saying. There's no compromising. Just be sensible because I think the worst thing is I couldn't imagine waking up the day after your wedding going, oh, that was amazing. We had such a great party. We had a really good time. And thinking, oh, my gosh, we now have to go and pay the bank back. And it's, right. That just makes me feel sick. And it's it's honestly just not a great way to start your marriage, yes. you know, um, to have that kind of laying on your shoulders um, and having to work to pay that off. It's just like so much easier to not do that. Exactly. <laughs> and it's going to be better for your relationship. And, you know, I, I'm a big like Dave Ramsey follower. I don't know if you know who Dave Ramsey is. He's like really big in America, but he's like a financial 
guy and he has a radio show and books and, and all about going, like keeping yourself out of debt. And if you're in debt, how to get yourself out as quickly as possible. And, um, I was always a big fan of his, like my dad introduced me to him, like when I was in high school and college. So I've always been kind of, of that mindset. But once you get out of debt, you know, in general in your life or, you know, from your wedding, you're just, it frees you up. And so oh, it is, it is such a, I mean, when I, I will admit, I, when I first met Rich, uh, my husband about oh, six years ago now, I had some credit card debt, which I'm not happy. I'm, I'm happy to admit I had it because it was bad. Uh, and happy that we worked our asses off to, get rid of it and clear it as well and you know that little plastic card I wasn't going out being crazy I wasn't buying expensive things I just sort of didn't like to open my bills (laughs) and and acknowledge you know it was also I, I was a freelancer as well so often if I didn't have work I'd go to the supermarket and put my weekly shop on the the credit card you know but it was a mind change a mindset change that I had to make and when we cleared that debt and I worked it off and I got rid of my student loans, it was like a weight being lifted off me. And also I just completely changed my attitude towards money as well. I, I've, I've control alt deleted my bad, <laughs> <laughs> my bad money habits. <laughs> That's good. I really feel like once you can get to that point and, and make that shift, it's, it's just opening you up to a lot more freedom and a lot less stress. Yes, the stress. And, you know, that made me sound irresponsible saying I didn't open my credit card. But I knew that I knew what was inside and I was just going, oh, my goodness, get rid of it. (laughs) (laughs) Jessica, I have to admit, after saying that about my credit card debt, I get a thrill out of saving cash. Oh, me too. I get a little tingle. I I think it's important. I actually, when I was – uh, engaged from the moment we got engaged, I went straight and I opened up a savings account Great. specifically for our wedding. And I really recommend this to anybody who's planning a wedding. Um, if you're, especially if you're planning on paying for it yourself or even a portion of it yourself. So I opened, um, a savings account where I could set up an automatic draft. And so it actually pulled money from my checking account every week after my paycheck went in and it automatically put it in that savings account. I didn't have to think about it. It was like, I never had that money. It just went straight into savings. And, you know, at the end of a year, I had all of that money saved to pay my vendors and it wasn't as painful as you might think otherwise. Um, so I definitely recommend automating your savings if at all possible. Yeah. That's great advice. Cause if it's not there, you don't miss it. Exactly. Yeah. So for couples that have just gotten engaged, because I have a feeling there's probably quite a few listening right now, and uh, congratulations to them, I say. Yeah. Where, when you first get engaged, it can be quite overwhelming. I know I went through the stage of buying all the wedding magazines and getting a little crazy, and then... (laughs) (laughs) And then we sat down and had quite a sensible conversation about going, all right, well, how much money can we spend and do we want to spend on our wedding? which are probably two very different answers <laughs> for a lot of people. Very true. Yeah. Um, where, where do you suggest people are in the situation right now of making that decision? Where do you suggest they start? Um, well, I always say to take a moment to enjoy your engagement yes. period first before you get into all the craziness of planning. But um, first, first thing is really to figure out that budget. And it's not the most comfortable conversation that you'll have, especially if your family is involved and contributing to the overall wedding budget. 
But it's so important because if you go out and start booking things before you know how much you have to spend, you're doing yourself a disservice and you're probably going to end up going over your budget that way. Um, so really sitting down, figuring out either how much you have in savings to put towards it, how much you can put away monthly, you know, towards saving for the wedding um, and whatever is being con- contributed by, you know, your family members or any other involved parties. Um, that's really the most important thing before you start booking or even meeting with vendors because you don't want to waste a vendor's time. If, no. you know, if you want a photographer that's, you know, really amazing and wonderful and then you don't find out until after you've met with them that maybe they're way out of your price range, that's wasting your time and the vendor's time. So, I really think, you know, figuring that budget out as uncomfortable as it can be sometimes to have those discussions is really the first thing you should do when it comes to planning. I think a lot of people don't see, I wrote a book a couple of years ago called Smart Wedding. And one of the things that I sort of banged on and on about in the book was that you've got to sort of look as unromantic as this sounds. You've got to look as at the wedding as a business transaction because you are doing business with I don't know, upwards of 20 vendors and you wouldn't go and buy a car without doing your research. You wouldn't go in and just give the money over the counter straight away. You would, you want to negotiate. You want to get, figure out what you're getting for your money. And I think a lot of people forget that. They sort of get tied up in the emotions of the day and then hand over cash. Like they're crazy. Yeah, it's really true. I think that coming back to like the societal pressures and the pressures from Pinterest and all of these things, you know, it, it, it adds to the emotion because it, it's not just like, Oh, it, this is going to be the most special, wonderful day of my life. But it, it, it almost instills a fear in brides mm. and couples. I think sometimes because they're worried, I think about how it's going to look, what people are going to think. Are they going to have fun? Is it going to be a great wedding or is it going to be, you know, a crappy wedding, mm. you know? So yeah. I feel- I feel like fear comes into play as well as the whole, you know, like princess moment, like this is my day, you know? Mm. So I feel like, um, I feel like the fear adds to that pressure to, you know, maybe fork over more money than you have as well. Oh, fear is so awful. I think about all the things in our society that it revolves around fear and I just think it sucks. (laughs) It does. It really sucks. (laughs) <laughs> and I think a lot of the times we can control our own fear exactly like you said. You take take the power back, girls and guys. Guys, get your get your budgets in order and yeah. be prepared. Yeah, avoid the fear by knowing up front what you have to spend, deciding what, you know, your biggest priorities are when it comes to your wedding, whether it's photography or your dress or the food or whatever that is, and know that you're going to put the most you know, majority of your budget towards those key one or two or three, you know, biggest priority items, and then figure out how to do the rest with what you've got left. One area that can be quite costly and also costly creatively to people that aren't into design are invitations and stationery and menus and all the extra things that come about making a beautifully themed wedding. What I've noticed on your website is you have a whole page of printables, free, beautiful printables. Yeah. Um, I actually, like I said, my uh, background is in graphic design. So I was designing stuff for my own wedding and had people asking me like, oh, could you share those with us or would you sell those to me (laughs) and things like that. And so I started designing a collection and um, I've shared 
lots of pieces on the blog that are completely for free. You can download them and print them out and add text to them or, you know, customize them for what you need. Um, and they're totally free and you can print them out on whatever paper you have. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's a really great way to do those things for less. And then we've also, um, kind of partnered with a company called download and print and they have shared actually a number of free invitation suites um, as well in our printable section that are actual wedding invitations with the wow. RSVP cards and everything. I just think they're wonderful. And a lot of times people sort of will spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars and pounds on all this stuff. And I think that's great. If you've got the cash to do it, go ahead. But also when you have resources like this that are beautifully stylized and so much better than I could ever do in Photoshop myself or, you know, why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely think that it's a great way to, to cut costs. Being able to offer that as a resource to brides who maybe aren't so savvy when it comes to design stuff, um, just it makes me happy to be able to help in that way. One thing that I discovered when planning our wedding, and I bang on about it all the time, uh, cashback websites. I'm obsessed oh. with them. Yes. Yeah. So in America, you've got Ebates. In the UK, we've got Top Cashback. I know Australia um, have got a few as well. I think people, a lot of people don't realize how amazing these websites are. Do you use them? I do. I totally use them. Um, <laughs> I, I've been using Ebates for probably over six years. You are such a, I love you. Like you were on this stuff like years ago. She's oh the my girl. Gosh. You need to follow Jessica on all the, all the social media because you're ahead of the game. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. I, um, I do a lot of online shopping just because it's so much more convenient. Um, I think sometimes going to stores can be really overwhelming. Yeah. Um, and so I do as much shopping online as I can. And when you use a site like Ebates or shop at home or top cash back, you know, you can earn, you know, percentages back on all of those purchases that if you're going to be spending the money anyway, why not? It's like an instant rebate, yeah. you know, um, they, they call it getting paid to shop, but really it's like an instant rebate on what you're purchasing. Um, and I think it's great. And, and every quarter I get a little check of, you know, my rebate and it's, um, it's nice to be able to put that towards other things. Absolutely. Um, and wedding planning, I mean, there are so many stores that are online stores and physical stores now that are listing through these websites. So I think, you know, I mean, Rich always laughs at me because I'm like, do not buy anything online without going through one of these websites. I'm like a vulture. If he's yeah. shopping anywhere, I'm like, you don't buy, don't press send, don't do it yet. I'm going to get the money back. <laughs> yeah, it's so important. And, and, you know, that, like you said, so many of the top retailers that you're probably already shopping at are involved in this stuff. I mean, everything for Target and Nordstrom and, you know, even designers like Kate Spade, you yeah. know, they're all involved. You can get like cash back from, you know, whether you're using Ebates or Top Cash Back or Shop at Home, whatever platform you choose, yeah. you know, you might as well. Um, because honey, really, you're leaving money on the table if you're not exactly. taking advantage of it. I was. It's also, you know, we use it a lot for travel. Whenever we book hotels, we do it through Top Cash back in the UK, and it's, um, you know, up to twenty percent back sometimes, which is yeah. crazy money. But I have got friends that are really suspicious of it, going, "Well, what do they want? What do they get from it?" And I was like, "No, no, no, it's an affiliate thing. You don't have to do anything. You just need to click through from the website and then make your purchase." But it's funny how suspicious people are. Of I know saving money. And my, I had this conversation with my father because he's 
always I got I feel like I got my frugal nature from him. Right. Um, but he was a little skeptical of it at first. I really had to kind of explain it multiple times and remind him about it and like you should really be doing this because he does a ton of <laughs> online shopping too. So it's funny though when people are skeptical. It's real. I get real checks in the mail. Yeah, I do and too. <laughs> I I think my last check was like over three hundred dollars. I wow. actually I actually used it um they have, you know, occasionally different sites will run promotions where they do double cash back or, you know, whatever promotional opportunities. And um, I actually used it when I filed my taxes <laughs> and got a huge amount back from that, which is crazy. I, d- I didn't know if it would actually work, but it did. Um, that's, that's amazing. See, tax yeah. back on your tax backs. That's just I like- mean, it's crazy. <laughs> I'm going to put some links to all of the websites we just mentioned then in uh, the show notes because if you're not on them, uh, you're making a big mistake. That's all I'm going to say. I agree. And another <laughs> thing that I try to do or that I that we do on Budget Savvy Bride is weekly we I do kind of a roundup of all the different wedding deals that I've found right. um, to save brides money. Um, I do it every Friday, just a roundup of the deals of the week um, that are related to weddings, whether it's stationery or um, bridesmaids dresses or whatever else, um, you know, just sharing this, the stores that, you know, I'm affiliated with that are yeah. having sales. So um, I think that's really helpful to you. And, and I think that our readers really like that as well. I highly suggest if you are you are keen as beans to save some money that you sign up for Jessica's um, email newsletter because I you know it's great it all comes to your inbox straight away yes <laughs> and you get a I've noticed you get are people getting an ebook when they sign up for the email list yes I um I created a short ebook it's it's just my top ten tips for saving money on your wedding um. And it's just, it's got some good info in there as well as some kind of statistics about, you know, the overall spend and, you know, why you don't need to give into that pressure because it is possible to plan a beautiful wedding no matter what your budget is. You said it. I always think the thing is with weddings, Jessica, even if you've got a hundred thousand dollars to spend or a hundred thousand pounds to spend, I mean, firstly, good luck to you. Perhaps re- <laughs> rethink your life, but even really people with mega bucks, want to save money in some way. So I really think that the Budget Savvy Bride, even if you've got coins coming out of your pockets, you should check it out. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I I feel like no matter, you know, what you have to spend, I feel like everybody wants to be smart unless they're, you know, Kim Kardashian and just have money to burn. Um, but yeah, I think I think there's definitely things to take away no matter what you have to work with. Yeah. I always think with the celebrity stuff as well that um I, I look I am a closeted not closeted I'm out and proud I love the Real Housewives it seems to, it takes <laughs> me to a happy place like my brain goes into some sort of like dumb mode where it's like boop and I just watch the Real Housewives and Zen yeah <laughs> if that's what you need to <laughs> relax and turn off your business work brain I'm all for that thank you I just like a good bitch fight and I like their long stares. <laughs> But my point was, <laughs> I think about their weddings and I always think people see celebrity weddings and a lot of people wouldn't think about how much stuff these people get for free and, you know, all the sponsored shit that they get along with it. So, yeah, yeah I think, you know, with the Kim Kardashian thing and her $75,000 wall of flowers, I'm sure someone got a kickback from that wall of uh, flowers. I am so sure. And it's crazy <laughs> because you think like, ugh. Why are the people with all of the money getting all of the things for I free? I know. <laughs> it enrages me. 
But I guess that's the power of influence. Exactly. Ben Folds wrote a great song called Free Coffee, and it's all about that. He thought all the lyrics are about him sort of saying, when I really needed a free coffee, no one was giving it to me, but as soon as I become Ben Folds, they all give me fucking free coffee. Uh, I don't think heard that one but i love ben fold i love it i'm gonna link to it in the show notes because it's one of my favorites it's a little bit of a b-side but it's got good lyrics as usual um jessica thank you so much for coming on the save the date wedding podcast if you want to visit her website you should visit jessica's website the budget sign up for the email get involved don't be shy and i'm sure if you have questions that you can send jessica an email and she will write back to you absolutely yes jessica at the budget i love hearing from people who are reading the blog and, and being able to offer advice whenever possible. So feel free to email. And if you're planning a budget savvy bride and you'd like to submit your wedding and price list, that's something they can do too, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. And that's another thing that we love is featuring weddings from brides who read our site and found our tips helpful and were able to, you know, pull off their own budget savvy weddings. So we absolutely accept submissions from brides, um, and I'd love to feature your wedding. Yay! Now, Yay. Jessica and I are both going to go off and do some online shopping and uh, get a lot of <laughs> cash back. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Thanks so much. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. words from a sassy lady that's jessica from the budget savvy bride such a delight to have her on the show now if you are planning a budget wedding or if you're actually planning a themed wedding i would really like to hear from you and when i say themed i mean i I was talking to a lovely lady on twitter recently and she's having a sort of wartime swing themed wedding which i think sounds fabulous trisha thank you so much for listening and contacting me i'm really keen to talk to people that are taking their weddings on a bit of a a bit of a a theme journey per se. I really want to talk to someone that has done something that's Seinfeld related because I'm obsessed. I'm such a big fan. But also if you're a Harry Potter fan perhaps or you like Star Trek or Wars or one of the others or you just like Sandra Bullock and you want to have a Sandra Bullock themed wedding then I'd really like to speak to you. If you are doing one of those and you'd like to share your wedding planning journey with me I would love to hear from you and if you have any other ideas for wedding planning podcast themes in itself I love it. I've had a few suggestions from listeners which I will be pursuing. So audience feedback, I just say gold star to all of you who get in touch. I will be doing every week a Q&A episode as well. You've probably heard me ask, if you have a question, send it through. Love a bit of a Twitter or Facebook question. Also, are we Facebook friends yet? She sounds with a pangs of desperation in her voice no i love the facebook i met richard on facebook so you know mark zuckerberg you've been a big part of our lives let's continue the relationship (laughs) thank you so much for listening do go to the show notes page there are lots of goodies that i've included uh from jessica in today's show notes, such as the links to everything we've talked about. Also, if you're looking for the $1,500 wedding dress article, it's really good. I've linked to that. There are so many fabulous gowns and uh, also not just necessarily long off the shoulder, standard, not standard, you know what I'm saying, gowns that are a little bit different are in this price range. And I was really impressed with the variety that she has collected and made me want to purchase wedding dresses, even though I'm already married. That shows mega sales skills if you can say, hey, 
buy another wedding dress. I'm not going to do it, but you know, good on you. Savethedatepodcast.com. You will see the show notes for this episode is top of the list. And you can go back through all the past episodes if you so wish. Until Thursday on the Q&A episode. Until next time, happy days.